Sounds. On y'all need to talk. How how do y'all feel like you're sounding? I can't hear myself. You can't hear yourself. I can, but I'd like to hear more of myself in a general way. Well, I turned down the old tinny. How's this? How's this? How's this? That's fine. That's better. Oh, is that too? This is just your headphones. That's a little loud. Why am I just your headphones? Because this is the all of main. All of us are on this headphone. If you want individual headphone settings, you go over there. Uh, Haley. Yeah. You like Wendy's. I will get food at Wendy's. Okay. She <laughs> does every every, every time she comes. I like to our a house. frosty. Mm-hmm. Our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since y'all moved in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a matter of time. Does that yeah. imply that you kick John out <coughs> and John and CJ live together? Yes. John it does, <laughs> but John wouldn't I don't think that, be that, that would able work. No, there's no fucking way. No. no. John no. I would like to see like that's a reality show. It I is. Would it's watch. like the odd couple except with violence. That. Yeah, like it would end <laughs> with <laughs> domestics. Yeah. With violence and like really rude, mean back and forth just and then cruel. silence. And then everyone's just really silence. There's emotionally hurt. Whole episodes where they don't say anything <laughs> yeah. to each other. Just passive aggressive yeah. like cabinet closures. Yeah. 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 And like lots of clinking noises. Yeah. And then mm. they'd just be in their separate rooms mm-hmm. for weeks. Yeah. It sounds like a fun show. Don't you want to watch Well, it? then you ask like arbitrary questions to kind of gauge the temperature of stuff. Like, I'm going to get a pizza. Do you, do you want anything? Want any? Yeah. And then if it's like, yeah, then you're like, okay, we're warming up. But if mm-hmm. they're just like, no. Nah, and then like walk and away. And they're like, like, fuck, I really fucked up. Are you going to get the kind that I want this time? Oh, and you're like, that's for full on aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm. We could write this. So you go to Wendy's a lot. I she go to does. Wendy's once a week on my way to That's, come here. I mean, I don't go anywhere once a week. Mm. Anywhere. Okay. You come here once a week yeah, also. I do. Okay. That's, I do. That's go, a difference. There are some places I go once a week. But not like a food place. No. A mouth to, to food place. Correct. Mm-hmm. Food to mouth. Uh... Why don't you ever bring me a fucking frosty? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's she going? Here's the thing. It's because I shotgun the frosty while I'm driving. Okay, but what if you didn't and brought you one? <laughs> and you had an but extra do you one with actually you? shotgun it and, and like stab the bottom <laughs> of it and like chug it and people you watch you like at a red light and if you don't get it all the way do you like throw it angrily out the window? I mean more like I chug it and so it's very cold and very like or it's like a Newtonian fluid and I'm trying to like scorf it down. Are you shot art is Brandon secretly in the car and you're shotgunning it into his mouth and it's (laughs) like like, a baby bird. Yeah. It's already so mushy. Like what would the point of that be? His mouth is like, that's like, Oh shit. Sorry. That was hot. Um, that's like shotgunning via smoke. Like if you're smoking, Um. right. So if you were shot, like there's two ways to shotgun. One is drinking and stabbing the bottom of a can and chugging it from the bottom up. And smoking is putting your mouths together (laughs) and blowing smoke into the other person's mouth. So if it was frosty, you'd get close enough 
Your mouths don't touch, though, but it'd have to be with enough force to shoot into Brandon's mouth. So, in, And it'd be dribbly. Yeah, that would be called snowballing, and that okay. is a that's pornographic a, thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a pornographic thing? <laughs> yeah, usually yeah. you do it with oh. fluids. I mean, Other, okay. Yeah. Like a vanilla... Yeah, no, I go with the frosty chocolate. Yeah. situation. I don't like the vanilla frosty. No, no one does. No. The strawberry one's not one. bad, though. I haven't had that before. I haven't had, I've only had a chocolate frosty. It's classic. Yeah, that's kind of the only way to go. I can also, I always and order. They give you the, you can buy the little ones so yeah. you don't feel like a yeah, fatty. You sure oh, that's could. what I was about you to say. Sure you could buy the little ones <laughs> and bring them to It'll your be friends. Fully melted by the time Also, where here. are our pea straws? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have time to go get them. <laughs> Just, why why are my rights getting read today? Because what did I do? You did lots of you it's what I, you didn't a, what do I failed to is do what you okay. didn't I'll, do. Okay. Number okay. one, this is coming because you didn't say goodbye to us at the bar. <laughs> we all <laughs> happened to be at the Barton Springs Saloon mm-hmm. on Saturday, mm-hmm. including me and Haley's little brother who works there now. Mm-hmm. And Haley showed up for thirty minutes. For separate reasons. Didn't even want to say hi. It was a business meeting. And then so left without saying goodbye. Y'all had a Tupperware party. Number one. In front of. Okay. That's why your rights are being read. Okay. What's the second thing? I don't remember where I was going with this. I'll, I'll, I'll confess to my sins. The second one is I never offered to get y'all Frosties. That's <coughs> true. Oh, it was the pea and straws. The pea straws That's number three is, yes, Target is selling these straws that say boo one way, but if you, f- it's just a straw. So if you flip oh. it the other way, it looks it like it says pee. pee. <laughs> and I was like, get us pee straws. It is a TikTok that I sent one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I apologize. And so how I will do better in the future <laughs> is one, I will no longer go to a bar. Okay. Number, <laughs> number two, mm-hmm. I will start going to other places that y'all don't like. I'm going to go to Arby's okay. and whatever dessert He's they have there. Haley, but there. Arby's has the meats. Like, the what third, are you yeah. going to get at Arby's? The third, the third solution. Only horsey sauce <laughs> and, like, one and pint. And fries. Yeah. The third, solu- fries. the third solution is its own solution because, as we talked about, we don't need straws if we just snowball, like, drinks into each other's mouths. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Should we be calling it snowballing? I would oh, rather not. I like calling I didn't. I've never seen it or heard it called that. So for me, it doesn't have as bad of an effect. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay. Actually, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm okay with snowballing. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Somebody needs to clip that. Maybe, maybe I'm okay. Maybe yeah. I encourage it. Yeah. If you don't know. You don't know. I don't. Like, I mean, I'm aware. This but is like when a boss, like, go get on your tweeters. Yeah. So that's fine. That's fine. It'll be cool. Um, so there's not like a porn I'm sure shotgunning is also a porn <laughs> what I was just letting that sit I bet it is yeah. I bet hummingbird, hummingbird. Oh, wow. it's weird how how what and that we'd have to cut it <laughs> what just how oh. yeah you're a little hummingbird <laughs> Snowball Sunday. Why did I tell you what this was? This is very upsetting. To me. Like Here's the thing: when we Sunday. leave, Whitney's gonna <laughs> look it up. It. Yeah, I, I can imagine what it is. It's a lot. It's, it's like felching, but not into a butthole. <laughs> yes, or not, not out of a butthole. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> <Not> going <laughs> home. <laughs> It's the Lord's Day. It's the Lord's Day. That's why I'm dressed like the devil again. Oh, and the other thing 
that I woke up just and in my head today constantly has been Oh Miami Boys Choir. Oh yeah. It's a delightful br- I'm on that and I'm also on um Jackie Onassis Kennedy Eats Metal. Too. Yeah. <laughs> There's the trend and it's just showing pictures of Jackie Onassis because she all you know, she She's smiles very mouth. wide smile like yeah. this. And people are just voiceovering just pictures of her going like yum, 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 and like metal noises. And it's just this dumb joke that Jackie Kennedy eats sheet metal and loose change. <laughs> and it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And like that. Yeah, that's my entire TikTok right now is oh. the Miami Boys Choir, which is all in Hebrew. It's really and good, from though. the early two thousands also. Mid, mid, 2007, 2008. Um, Rebby showed I, I showed it to yeah, Rebby yesterday, she knew and what it she was. was like, "This is great." And I was, she didn't know what it was though. I guess the I Miami's didn't. Boy Choir didn't tour to Austin no. during Rebby's, um, you know, height of Judaism. So. <laughs> Just imagine Jackie Kennedy's. She has, she does. She has the squarest head. She does. And her mouth is just as square. And it's just so funny because also like Jackie, like, yes, she comes from extreme privilege and like a very wealthy dynasty, but like that bitch had a rough go. And now, now in her deceased, long deceased era, it's just a bunch of fucking Gen Z kids making fun of her face I, and how it looks like she used to eat metal. I hope that long after I'm dead, the most relevant cultural, I don't know, communication device is full of whatever futuristic memes That's are of true. me doing something very stupid and not true. That sounds great. Because it's, it's not really. It's not hurting anybody. No. She's dead. She's real dead. It's fine. And the all of her children are dead, Kennedy's, too. Yeah. And the ones who are, like, w- Ted's the only one left, right? Yeah. And he fucking let that woman drown and die and lied about is it. He, is that him that's an anti-vaxxer also? No, he's a Democrat. He's actually, like, one of the better ones Does when it comes to metal? Democrat stuff. Yeah. He's, you know, he's more of a Jack. He looks like Jack. He doesn't look like Jackie. Okay. He's from the Kennedy side, not the Onassis. Or side. not, well. Yeah. Uh, no, Onassis is not side? her. Yeah, it's not her last name because I almost did a story about Onassis, mm-hmm. who she married after Jack Kennedy died. Yeah. Anyways, that's all. Whatever. And now people are posting videos with the words under it, yeah. so I'm like learning. You're like Hebrew. I'm learning Hebrew now. Yeah, it's the How only way. How much time did you spend doing that? What? yesterday looking at just the lyrics. watching it no i did like it's multiple times a day it's not really by choice either it's yeah, the it's, algorithm i bet like, i don't i never you, scroll if you open your tiktok right now i bet within five videos you're getting miami boys choir in your fyp and if you're not i'm gonna eat sheet metal <laughs> wait do you have it to where it doesn't immediately make sound when you open it i just turned my volume down she's she thinks she's better than us oh turn my volume down i haven't gotten it yet also you don't have the volume on so you might be passing something that could have it i'm looking at the also like are you following david now no i'm not i'm sorry he did they're very cute he they are all pretty cute yeah um he did a david of the miami boys choir circa what 2005 or whatever 
he's now an adult and he plays the piano and yeah. he can still sing but he did it and it was like he was almost kind of trying to show off his vocal ability now mm-hmm. and i was like i'm not as into this as i am into kid you the boys choir and then i got another tiktok for a different choir that's clearly like not jewish and mm-hmm. it's just like a boys choir not as good man your algorithm's gonna get you yeah all i'm doing all day every day Ugh. and then this morning i watched <laughs> I, nobody cares about this but everything makes me cry especially well-sung music and one of the things that's made me cry the most in history a musical performance is from dream girls when jennifer hudson or whoever is playing uh, that character, I can't remember her name, sings I'm Telling You I'm Not Going. Do you remember that song? Mm-mm. No, I'm not familiar. <sighs> well, this was falling on deaf ears. <laughs> but um, the girl from Glee. Oh, the one, the one that can't read? No, no, no. no not Leah Michelle. Michelle. She not almost Leah got Michelle. her wig shat in. Yes, <laughs> yes. The uh, oh, why can't I think of her name? She's wonderful, but it was her on Broadway seeing yes, that, and I, and I was like, I was like, I'm glad John's not here because I'm just like crying. Yeah, <laughs> watching this shitty video that someone took at a Broadway play from like the distance, and she's just belt that song. Have you never seen Dreamgirls? No. Mm-mm. <sighs> Sorry. That was in a time in my life where I wasn't going to movies or watching movies much at all. I don't know if I watched it in a theater or at home, but Jennifer Hudson, that character in it is incredible. I'm going to cut all this out because y'all don't give a shit about it. I don't. And I'm the only one who cares about musicals here. I care about musicals. You don't I care about musicals. I, I care about I was watching good stuff musicals. about Bye Bye Birdie earlier. I saw that. That came up for me too. And I sent it to you and you didn't say anything. Probably because you were on your way here. What, what are the air quotes? I'm here. Shotgunning, snowballing. <laughs> Frosties in your cock. <laughs> Multiple frosties. Yeah. I, I'm trying to shotgun that snowball real quick. <laughs> you want to shotgun that snowball See, real quick. like a snowball frosty sounds like a snow stop, cone. A stop, snow stop, cone stop, mixed stop. with frosty. We've already no, no, defined no, no, our no. terms. Okay, so what about Casey's Snowballs? The That's snow without a cone W. Store. That's SNO. It's different. It is different. Yeah. When you put the W. <laughs> Jackie Onassis. <laughs> when did you get here? Oh, we've Sorry. been blessed. When he was chomping that on her kind of metal snow. <laughs> My metal snow. You know, the <laughs> that's what you said. Your metal snow. <laughs> yeah. I was chomping on it for a good reason. You uh, know, the more you chomp on it, the less it'll hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that's Ask what Jackie my front o. teeth always say. Yeah. They're like, just you get used to it. It's you exposure start therapy. Small. You start with uh, aluminum foil, foil and something move soft. your way up. Ugh. Are y'all a rip into the package with your mouth, folks? Yes. Definitely. Definitely. My if teeth are a tool. If I can't with my fingers, I'm definitely going mouth. I will go scissors first if possible. If scissors are available, no. I'll do it. I can't. I'll use a scissor. A lot of times I'm wearing fake press on fingernails and they are very delicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I want to open a soda, I have to use my teeth. See that I will not. I've never opened a soda with my teeth. See, I'll pry that open with like a spoon or something. And no, no, you just, to. it's like at the bar. You don't have, I guess. If I'm like at work. We don't well have a church key. Topo. Oh, you're at work. Yeah. Oh. I go into an office. 
Yeah, I get it. Like very old school. You know what? Very, you should like just Dawn start Draper. going into Haley's office until no. it's ready. No, I will not allow that. Why? <laughs> Other people have asked me that too for their spouses and employees, and I don't want strangers in the building. I'm not a stranger. Yeah, she is to everyone else. You are. They're gonna be like, "Who's this strange woman coming?" Be like, "She's building. a refugee. Don't talk to her. She doesn't <laughs> just speak tell English." Tell everyone I'm Brandon's daughter. <laughs> be like, yeah, Brandon's daughter. Oh, this is my husband's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> <laughs> we did i know it was a late in life adoption yeah. she's adopted uh, I'm adopted no yeah tell her she's one of your um overseas employees she doesn't speak english she's here <laughs> she's also brandon's daughter because he was in the army he was so in the army. Oh he was God. in the army it makes sense this all works Ugh, so you're flawless welcome. nobody would even question it i just created uh, <laughs> and you can make lisa pay you i'm sure she'd give you like some sheet metal to munch on. <laughs> Don't you bite that strong. Minimum. Now mm. I'm thinking of like what fun, horrific names I could use for you and Brandon in the office. Like, oh, it's like parents. Yeah, like pee pods. I was thinking PP for Brandon. Mm-hmm. PP. Brandon <laughs> PP. That's my PP. And then like <laughs> for Haley. <laughs> I feel like you Haley. and everyone else. Haley, I don't know. It should be something. What did Grandma Barbara want us to call her? I don't remember. I w- Precious or something like that. It was something very, <laughs> very weird. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I can call you Opal. You can call me Opal. That was Just going call her Opa. Name. Just call like, me Opie. Nona. Nona Opie. <laughs> Pee-pee, no, no. Pee-pee. Just, just, it has to just be a series of repetitious sounds. <laughs> Gina. Nini. Yes. Gini. Yes, yes. Gini. <laughs> Good mom. Like no mom. See, yeah. this is a great idea. Just yeah. make them all drag words for pussy. <laughs> mm, yeah, and be like, Poonami. <laughs> Come here. Slay my mom. Mommy. Kiki. Yeah. I that's think that's actually a really good at that idea. Point, probably. It, it all is. It all is. Oh. Well, welcome to Weird Brunch. Mm. We're here. Weebie. Weebie. People. Pee-pee. I, I can only say PP. The fact that our grandmas aren't both called PP <laughs> is astounding. Maybe they tried to institute like a cute Maybe, name and you just kept yeah, calling them PP. And mom was like, we're just, just going with Grandma Barbara. Barbara. Grandma Barbara. We're just Ozzie. going with Barbara. Barb and Oz. That's fine. Just let it go. Just stop calling your grandma PP. Pick me up, PP. And Grandma Ozzy God. just keeps hitting me in the face. She's like, absolutely not. I will I don't not think Ozzy would hit child. you. I think she'd walk by and just like pinch you really hard yeah, while nobody else She noticed. would do something where like Very marks covert. weren't left. Yeah. Or she'd, <laughs> she'd starve us somehow. She'd, she'd come be, into your bedroom in the middle of the night with a bag yeah. full of soap and just Yeah. <laughs> she'd only feed me like bottles that were water and not just, milk. They're like lightly dyed white. White water and sheet metal. And I'm starving to death and she's like hmm. Shame. What's my name? <laughs> She wouldn't have any of that. No, you'd end up in the the river like uh, Evelyn. Like Evelyn, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a river. It can. It was it's a creek. River esque. River esque. That's my drag name. River esque. River esque. 
I saw someone who was like, Mine's my drag name would be Booyon Cube. <laughs> and I was like, that's like a wonderful that. drag name. Booyon, Booyon Cube. Cube. Delightful. I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Haley Lamond. I'm Lisa. You're always tempted to say Lamond. Lamond. With your moving in, Brandon's adopted you at this point. He's a huff, though. Lisa Pee Pee. Lisa Pee Pee Lisa. Pee Pee Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Mommy, may I have a Pee Pee? That's what Lisa <laughs> chatted me on Slack, and she was like, hold on, I'm going to be late to our call or something. I have to allow a Pee Pee. <laughs> A potty. <laughs> oh, okay, in my brain, I it was allow a potty. And bad. so after that, now, like, I, we, like, had our call, and I was like, Mommy, can I, may I have a pee-pee? Ugh. And then I typed it to her, and I was like, I should not type that in Slack, probably, because it's, oh. like, the grossest. The amount. <laughs> the, the grossest amount shit. That have like, been posted in Slack. Yeah. They have to, you have to do something and then they have to go find yeah, it. I know, nice. but then they would find it. In yeah, but you, you already did something at that they point. They would have been looking for something. They're not going to be like, let's see how much she's talking about pee pee. <laughs> Google pee pee. Slack search pee pee. Mentions of pee pee. It's just like a scrolling. <laughs> All it is me to everyone Every else. Mommy, <laughs> like, have a pee pee. Pee pee. Um, yeah, well, how. <laughs> Who, how are we gonna do it? Who who's going first? How, I don't. Who's with going this, second? With this, I can knock mine out. Do it. Knock knock it out of the park, buddy. Knock 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 knock. Pee pee. Pee pee's door. Knocking on pee pee. Come door. out. Pee pee, wake up. Yeah. Uh, pee pee, wake up. So I do need to say this is. Uh, a piece from Vox. It's all based on this piece from Vox by Rebecca Jennings. Um, and now there is a $12.9 million home in Beverly Hills. Paris Hilton used to live there. What? Oh my God. Mm. Remember that? How many pets do you think have lived in that home? Mm. How many have died in that home? That's the real. I mean, you know, they all lived. They probably had the best fucking lives. Tinkerbell? Well, now she's missing one. She has a reward out. Someone stole it. Oh, really? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Again? I feel like that's happened a few times. I feel I mean, like that just happened, happened to Lady to Gaga. Celebrity. Mm-hmm. That, uh, somebody got shot when that happened. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, oh that was crazy. God. No, but she posted a like reward on her, a $10,000 reward for a return of its name. I don't know. It was like Bella Boo Boo Pee Pee. It's just everyone named Pee Pee at this point <laughs> to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you know what? It's accurate. It's cool. It's I mean, I'm good. It's unisex. It's like genderless and it is not racist. Don't think of a way for it to be racist. So this house yes. has Sorry. an amazing view of L.A. where you could just throw your dead pets off the side if you wanted. Into probably. a ravine, probably. Probably. <clears throat> There's a pool that's surrounded by tastefully sculpted rocks. Mm, num num. And there's bathroom faucets shaped like swans. My God. I would love that. I would love Who that. lives here now? Are we going to guess? No. You, you could. No. It's, okay. uh, <laughs> it might take a while. We're not. Okay. It's a place called Launch House now. L-A-U-N-C-H? Mm-hmm. Is that like a TikTok house? 
Mm. Is it? Is it? It's kind of that, but it's a startup incubator. Got it. That is also one of the two locations of a social club with over 520 to 30 somethings that are members. They're, uh, you know, a lot of crypto nerds. Mm -hmm. Um, Hype House was actually the, I was trying to remember, like the TikTok house. There was one that was Hype House that got some public, I don't know, publicity. And this was kind of part, like, it was part of that because, well, we'll get to it. But do you want to join Launch House with me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's two options. probably qualified. Two options here. We can pay the $1,000 annual membership fee. Annual? Mm. That's, That's not, not bad. bad. I know. I could do that. It gives you entrance to the group Discord channel oh, server and access to work at the mansion previously mentioned or their New York location. <laughs> also, you get invitations to really cool events like a boat party during Miami Tech Month, which I think that Toyota should maybe say what's up because Tech Month and Truck Month are Ooh, that's close. pretty similar. This is different than Toyota Fun, though. Well, we're a Honda family. So happy Honda days. Yeah, I'm... Our house divided. I'm Ford Tough now. Yeah, okay. I'm also Ford Climax. <laughs> it's actually called a C-Max, but we Please. call it the Climax so much that I forgot. <laughs> and I listed it as, like, my actual car on multiple things I had to fill out. <laughs> like, my application for the house and some mm. other things. It said Ford Climax because I... <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Anyways, sorry. The Ford Snowball. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You could also get invited to an NFT brunch. I mean, this is all sounding Is it just a picture of a brunch that you buy? Well, yeah. But once you buy it, then you you are the one that actually owns it. Even though the the photo of the food is somebody else is eating the food. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a scam But you own the thought of the food. You own a certificate that says that you own the food this is the best way i've ever heard an nft describe you own delicious. A, a blockchain that identifies you as the owner of that brunch <coughs> delicious mm-hmm. the second option <coughs> we could join a month-long cohort um you and like 25 other young tech founders can all go live and work together in that mansion for a month for how much that's three thousand wait Split between twenty. I think it's people. three thousand. No, for a person that's still per not person. like that. I think that's, that's expensive, but for for pricing, LA, that's not, not bad. bad. Right. See, also a thousand dollars a month to access to like that type of WeWork situation is less than a monthly membership to WeWork. It's two hundred and ninety nine dollars yeah. for a month of WeWork for unlimited pass. Yeah. Whitney, I don't know stop how trying to eat all the metal in the room. Oh, no. We're not going to have any equipment. It's just going to. It's my equipment. So, my. I'll eat what I want. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk about this cohort thing a little bit. Uh, Do they call it a cohort? Mm hmm. It's a. This is how they kind of pitch it <clears throat> it's a networking and bonding in close quarters for just four weeks. Just four weeks. Uh, members will learn skills and make connections far more valuable than their for their careers than traditional college degrees. It's like a I'm band writing an album. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. sounds. It makes sense to me. Yeah, they're trauma bonding with each other. 
Oh, is that it? Oh, that Startup seems... founders look less towards a minimum viable product and more towards a minimum viable community. Everybody is mm-hmm. into community right now. Uh, as Launch House started to take off, another uh, trend arose in tech called Web3. Oh. We familiar with Web3? In no. a vague way. In an, in, I'm an annoyed by it way, similar <laughs> with like crypto. Yeah, that's that's what uh, is that's fair. Three, what's it called? Web three. Web three. So it's the name for the still mostly hypothetical iteration of the internet. Web three, the way you can think of it. So the initial web was like, I'm going to put my blog up, and here are some thoughts. Second, web two is basically where we're at now, where it's like we can interact with each other, we can buy things online, we can have like some Mm. kind of community oh. there and then okay. web Interact. 3 is going to be fully meta like, yeah it's the meta. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay yes i'm aware of this so the web 3 is built on blockchain technology and crypto transactions uh, which are supposed to increase both transparency and security the conversations and descriptions around web 3 are still they very much still uh, seem willingfully abstruse was the word abstruse i know oh. it's it like is, i and i underlined dessert. it to be like make sure that's a word but i didn't hmm. uh according to web3 diehards the web3 spaces where people meet hang out and even date online metaverse will have will revolutionize the internet by democratizing power and spaces will be run by a group of members rather than the zuckerbergs of the world this is ready player one see this is also literally we can go live in this space right Right in our goggles Mm -hmm. live in the in the verse got Mm -hmm. it in web three the concerns a word it is yeah word a day uh, the concerns there are obviously predatory exploit. Th- these people that are wanting connection um, through a Web3 type metaverse type world. Also like pump and dump manipulating investors. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, I've got this thing. You don't know about it, but I'm going to tell you about it the way I need to tell you about it to get your money and then get fucked. Mm-hmm. So young on- entrepreneurs are thirsty to offset the heaviness of constant competition, obviously. You don't want to bring something to market when there's a ton of competition already there. So community is a term, right? Web3 startup that's selling digital coins to fans of influencers to access group chat and a banking app startup for digital creators and freelancers. When you're asking what they're building for, they will say community. So living in this like what are you creating we're creating community tech space launch house seems to be this is the irl community to build these communities community community i saw you liked that community so i gave your car six more communities (laughs) got it in march (coughs) launch house hosted its first ever exclusively for women cohort um during women's history month clearly not a not a play at women No. no not at all it was meant to solidify Launch House as a needed stopping point for young entrepreneurs to find community in a lonely industry. The Launch House community was one who could be hostile towards women, if you can believe it. I was going to say, um, yeah, no shit. inherently, Launch House should have been equal parts women and men if it was launched mm-hmm. recently. It was, actually. We will return. This community 
prioritizes money, status, and clout, which then you are ostracized if you speak out against what they're prioritizing and how it's negatively impacting you because it would. Launch House is a case study in how community operates when driven by money and attention. Kind of like Wall Street. Lord of the Flies, Wall Street. Well, it's also weird because it is relatively like monetarily accessible. Like that thousand dollars is not that much there's right. not that much of a barrier to entry mm-hmm. like it's, it's like it's joining a sorority or fraternity yeah but except cheaper yeah yeah seriously i now i do want to make sure i'm looking at those numbers correctly but i think i am because i remember taking like a double or triple take hmm. on like that doesn't seem like a ton <clears throat> launch house was supposed to be a reality show here we oh. go oh god here we the go. origins yes so in 2020 early like what was it like august 2020 um okay yeah the i guess if they're all in a house together yeah like test them and then yeah that's how we made all the content in 2020 was locking people up yep get them in a in a tiktok house make content do your little dancey dances Mm -hmm. so there's a tweet that's framed in the entryway to the mansion um is that an nft it, yes, I would almost guarantee it will be at some point. Yep. Up for would sale. you guarantee NFT it? God, <laughs> so upset. <laughs> Stop eating metal! Oh my god. <laughs> so the tweet reads: "Excited to announce Launch House, an Instagram TikTok reality show where 19 entrepreneurs spend a month together in Tulum." This was Brett Goldstein, light or Launch House. I almost said Lighthouse. Launch house. That's the Christian launch version. Launch house in a lighthouse. Yeah. He's uh, the founder or one of the founders. Um, it's him. He's formerly from Google. And then there's Michael Holt. Hoke. Hawk. Hoke. I used to know someone with this last name and I don't remember. He's from Airbnb. He was laid off at the beginning of the pandemic. And then Jacob Peters, who is a software startup founder. Those are the launch house boys. They... We're like, you know what? We don't need a reality show, which clearly got canceled. Mm. Um, we just need the people like the old hacker houses, which we've seen in movies. Um, we yeah. know of what is it? Silicon Valley. Silic- yeah. With the. Yeah. yeah. And I incubators. think the, yeah. the social network also has that kind of highlighted. But they want to do that but then mix it in with our hype house type thing right so So it's a combo loco and they're targeting these creators and entrepreneurs that are going viral regularly they're like we want you to so come hang out are they so in silicon valley like the incubators that they have out there it's like you lisa has a business idea she's goes to Silicon Valley and she lives in a house with a bunch of roommates and in exchange for rent, she's like, I'll give you part of however many shares of my company. And that's how that was working. Is this the same? I believe it is similar, but they are not outright saying it. Almost like an indentured servitude. But are they indentured? But more so they would make profit off of the content. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So these are people that are going viral with like business advice or they're right. really bullish. You're selling yourself. Yep. Yeah. Into these like buzzy concepts. It's a brothel. Really. Yes. <laughs> they should have just. It's a brothel honestly, for content all creators. Is. Yeah. But so programs like Launch House, there's kind of this specific group. They're young, hungry. The, the only people that can like actually make this work 
are you know yeah young hungry like digital nomads and they've got freedom to just figure it out whenever they go and that's that's also going to mean you have a shit ton of money mm-hmm. or your family does mm-hmm. like this is pretty biased but there are also scholarships that launch house will throw out there okay <coughs> so that's how they get the required amount of minorities and to not seem racist probably get tax breaks too many of the women in that women's group yeah. did not in fact pay for that cohort yeah the this is a deeply individualistic industry so like most people they don't really have uh, anyone really they don't have any friends um they're kind of doing these things on their own so launch house will give them a a little leg up there this is a quote from a former member a lot of people that came in did not have friends from college friends from school friends from work people from lonely backgrounds are most prone to joining a cult yeah so uh so there you go current ceo goldstein has particular interest in the organized uh in organized religions less about the benefits of the beliefs and more about the organization structures he early meetings with the teams with his employees and possible members it was like what you can learn from the dynamics perfected by cults like just outwardly was like Mm -hmm. actually they did some things right i mean there's a reason people keep going back to them true uh so members would then proselytize on their own accounts like oh we love launch house because they if we employ these things that cults did that were really functional then immediately we'll get this yeah so even without directly saying like hey talk about us sell yourself they're like we're gonna fuck with your head to make you sell right allegedly all of this is alleged because it is present and then the more enthusiastic you were the more they would say like oh we want you to be an ambassador and we want you to be interviewed and get this FaceTime. So cohort members are also encouraged to boast about Launch House without even knowing it. There's a one of the things within the cohort is a class from Goldstein about how to get more Twitter followers. So there's this whole campaign they go through where like Launch House is retweeting them. Staff members are retweeting Mm -hmm. them. And then they're like, there's going to be a winner at the end, but they don't tell you how. And what they ended up finding out is the winner is whoever mentions Launch House the most. Oh, wow. that's not what I would have expected. Right. You would think that the goal would be what the class was teaching. Yeah, followers. <laughs> no, man. Mm-hmm. So upon the cohort arrival, there's a team building exercise called the Founders Circle. Oh, no. Is this a hazing ritual? <coughs> it oh. mimics religious confessionals. Oh, God. No, you, sh- you need to share the most difficult times you've gone through. Let like us record these. I, deaths, we, sexual assault. Yeah. Something shitty you did. Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. else. A murder. Taking a page out of the Scientology playbook. A lot of playbooks. Yeah. And then uh, a Nexium, former. That's what I was trying to think mm-hmm. of. The syndicate, the other thing that I talked about mm-hmm. the other week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another member did say like, oh, yeah, it's trauma bonding. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. And then they, the normals so went through this in high school and college and right. came out of it right. on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It. No, I agree. If you were on a team sport ever, yeah. 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 You had a moment. You did it. Where yeah. you were broken down emotionally enough to 
talk about something traumatic that happened to you and we all were better for it. Yeah. And yeah. somebody absolutely used that against you or later you on. experienced in your life. all the abuse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, a, it really is just a matter of like how to communicate as a, as a youth and you can avoid most of this. So they do say that there are HR and DEI experience community members that are present during this founder circle and that they worked with them ahead of time to like get ahead of problematic whatever. And Goldstein's like, they've been pretty impressed with how we've been running things. Uh-huh. So former employees, a big thing is they're saying that the vetting is lax. So basically you go online, you fill out an application, you have one or two 15 to 20 minute interviews with current members or employees about what you're working on. Mm-hmm. And then you're often accepted the same day. So it's not really a vetting process of all if everyone gets in. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you do have to go through the interviews, though, and prove that you have an idea. Mm-hmm. But if they accept, what's the acceptance rate on it? Because I've got an idea. I don't know acceptance rate. Is it, rate. Whitney? Does it have something but to do with making metal more, metal more eatable or Met- snowballing pee Metal more eatable. Snowballing no, snowballing it's actually pee-pee? maybe an okay idea. But you can't share it on the podcast because somebody's going to steal I'll, it. I'll bleep it out. No, I just think. We'll yeah. Are y'all ready to We're invest? Get, yeah. and we can start yeah. this and we'll join. We'll All right. launch sharks. It. So yeah, mostly what they do is they look at your name and your following online. Mm. So uh, let's see. Uh, obviously, launch house founders say like, you know, we do a lot of due diligence. But it still seems like they have a history of accepting founders whose startups sound an awful like lot like the many crypto scams that are happening right now. Kevin, who is a fake name, all of the names that I will use about these folks aside from the founders are fake names because everyone's terrified. <laughs> of course. He came into Launch House in August 2021. He was like ambitious. He's eager. He, uh, and as he puts it, he, quote, didn't realize I was in a fucking cult. (laughs) He tweeted dutifully about Launch House and, like, how great it was. But he also recalls one member who flaunted, like, cash and success and, like, would rent Lamborghinis. And he's like, I'm going to put $10,000 into your thing, invest in this and invest in that. And then he would borrow some money and then he never paid it back. That was far from the worst that Kevin dealt with. On August 21st, uh, 9.30 a.m., the residents awoke to the sound of an ambulance. Uh, There was a member who had OD'd on opiates and was barely breathing. So they gave him some Narcan, took him to the hospital, and... At least they had that on site. Did they give them Narcan, or was it the EMTs? I think the EMTs did. Which, like, they should have that on site. Everyone should have that on site I mean, yeah. We have it downtown. Mm -hmm. Goldstein was on the phone while they were like taking this guy out and when he got so everyone's like oh good he's calling like (laughs) when he got off the phone he's like I just landed two fintech tiktokers for the first cohort in New York and they were like what the fuck uh dying (laughs) the ambulance though and then 30 minutes later he ordered Thai food oh that's how much he gave a fuck He's living on the edge, man. Allegedly. In May, Haley was one of the three women in a Web3 cohort. Yeah, I was. You know what you did. I was there. And she has reported that the locks on the doors didn't work Mm -hmm. and visitation policies were not followed. Uh, She 
there were a lot of like randoms that would stay and like she'd wake up and there was somebody just on the couch that she didn't fucking know that guy again this is very this happens in college this is yeah these are people who either didn't get enough of it in college or high school or never experienced it because they were fucking nerds like regulated because they went to very very good schools or they were fucking it's just people who need the experience or people who long for it yeah yep live with a drug dealer this is the best advice that i can give to somebody in their early 20s live or date live with or date a drug dealer and you will learn so much about very many things wise words thank you that's what we could do is move in with a, a website that's find a dealer to live with specifically yeah. room with a dealer yeah, yeah. dealer's choice oh, oh that's good jesus that's good got it. I do what good. i do baby we're starting another million dollar oh yeah idea. it's true um and my first million dollar idea which still hasn't happened yet. that's your only your first one my first million dollar idea is panties that come in a condom size wrapper. So you always have a fresh pair of panties on you just in case. This came from my early 20s. That's pretty good. You that know, it's good. Like, so you always have, you never know. You could bleed through. You could wake up the next day and have to go to school and you got like, or you can't find your underwear. There's lots of, there's lots of reasons. But, yeah. and so you could keep it in your wallet, but you could buy lots of them like condoms mm-hmm. or you could have like a machine of them in a bar damn you should just Full have a vending ideas, machine y'all. that has that and then like dry shampoo yeah. wet ones that is, well you've seen the vending machine in the bar right now no i don't think it has that type of stuff but it's like a fun vending machine yeah it's got like that fucking dorito that blows your mouth up or whatever that's like so spicy but it also oh. has like a uh, one that has like hangover stuff in it or like different types of kits and things and it's like but they're it's like 20 bucks they had that combo loco at heb where if you bought a pack of condoms you could get a free dry shampoo and i'm like that's very smart i'm that is very very smart some intern dry shampoo is expensive dry shampoo is very but so are condoms yeah just don't use condoms (sighs) that's a good idea don't use condoms (laughs) date a drug dealer yeah and buy dry shampoo in bulk (laughs) yeah perfect done thanks pp uh pp so a main concern of people who have lived in this house is the lack of physical security i know it's a frat house a yeah frat i know house. this is not when groundbreaking. One, <laughs> i know when one woman said she was groped by a former member Ugh. who no longer lived at the house but stayed over anyway she said there was no one around to enforce the company's zero tolerance policy a woman in a majority male cohort reported overhearing her roommate say disgusting things mm-hmm. about what he wanted to do to the women in the house. She also alleges that Goldstein would bring over dates in an attempt to impress them with the mansion. Quote, honestly, it se- it all seemed like a big dating thing for them where they orchestrate their networking events to have a bunch of girls there. And they're like, "Ooh, which one should we pick? Another woman said Mm -hmm. Uh, two out of three of the founders are or have been in relationships with women they met in the cohorts. This is now. They're just called. It's a co-op. This is. Yeah. Pearl Street co-op. No, Pearl Street co-op was fun. And I mean, but like people date. Why is it bad that they're in relationships with people there? Because it's a power thing. It's oh, the, wait. Yeah. It's the founders it's dating. It's the founders the, that yeah. are like, the oh, you came okay, got it, got in it. for a month 
I pick you. Right. Let's hook up. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, I forgot about that whole the, the actual business side yeah. of these things. I <laughs> yeah. forgot that well, entirely. They're, because they're taking advantage yeah. of. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then another one is during a heavily alcohol-fueled outing on a party bus in April 2021, several cohort members uh, harassed the woman on the bus before one of them allegedly struck or stuck a hand up the skirt of a member I'll call Jessica, not her real name. After the incident, according to sources, Goldstein and Peters asked Jessica to rate on a scale of 1 to 10 how much... Each of the men violated her. Oh, my God. It's almost like... The fact that you even asked that is already a 10. Do y'all do y'all think that men are the problem? Haley, you can't say that. Yeah, we're not allowed to say that we're on this podcast. I, I think... Haley, sh- Haley, sh- they're listening. Keep your, keep your crazy ideas to yourself. I thought we were peepees. I thought... I thought we were all peepees here, and we were in a peepee place. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. The pee-pee place. Launch House denies that she was asked to do that. In a few days, the only man whom Jessica had ranked the highest was kicked out of the house, but none of the women were told that he was kicked out of the house, so they were all just there while he was packing up his shit. And they only kicked out the guy who was the worst. Yes. <laughs> By her personal yeah. rating system. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. And if you can believe it, they didn't tell anybody why he was being kicked out. Of course not. They didn't, you know, they didn't want to damage his, Uh -uh. his personal brand. I I mean, from like a business standpoint, you usually don't share that kind of information anyways. But he's a tenant. I'm not defending it. They're all, these are garbage men who deserve to all be If they were garbage men, they'd probably be more well behaved. That's a good point. That's true. So while Jessica was clearly fucked up from this, she was still like, oh, I think I can get more out of this community. So she went back for another cohort. Oh, ma'am. No. On May 21st. Maybe she's, it's an investment in like, I will get harassed again and I'll sue the fuck out of them. Maybe. Well, I don't think it's opportunity. I think a lot of the time you as a woman are just kind of used to general harassment. And yeah, so of you kind of pick and choose where you think you can take continue it. to benefit even mm-hmm. while that's happening, which is man Again, Continue, i'm Lisa. really starting to think <laughs> okay. that it might maybe be the, the men I yeah don't, Haley, not now. i'm sorry keep your girl thoughts to yourself <laughs> I'm so sorry. You i know, know they're getting a little wily yeah you're I'm having so too many i'm of them. so sorry uh may 21st 2021 the team hosted their monthly gala where launch house members and friends gathered at the Beverly Hills mansion for a party. They loaded in a car full of booze, and though the founders had claimed they'd planned on only around 100 guests, hundreds more were added to the guest list. This is... I mean, that's every party. High school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brett's college. Brett Goldstein told the girl at the door to let anyone in, regardless of COVID tests. This is May 2021. Even if COVID weren't a thing, I'm sure it would have been a fire safety issue. Said another, it wasn't a networking event anymore. It felt like a club. More concerning was the presence of seemingly underage girls, some of whom were seen falling over or passed out on the curb outside. Police came to the house twice that night for noise violations, according to Beverly Hills Police Department records obtained by Vox, and found about 200 cars parked outside of the dead end road. On the second visit, they shut the party down. The morning after, rumors began to swirl. Someone saw someone 
with tattoos tied to the gang MS-13, a content creator got jumped and taken to the hospital. Another fight broke out. Uh, attendees described a frenzied scene and a company unprepared to manage it. When Jessica woke up the next morning, she, along with several other women who'd attended the party, was pretty sure she'd been roofied. She only remembered taking three shots, not nearly enough to black out for her tall frame. <laughs> hey, bitch. But woke up <laughs> but woke up in bed without her tampon in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, that's Oof. scary. Oof. And without knowing how or when it had been removed when she or how she'd gotten upstairs. Other people at the party, too, reported instances of blacking out due to suspected drugging, noting how weak the security had been, how none of the bedrooms had been locked, how essentially anyone could walk through the door at any time. And they did. Multiple people reported seeing groups of partygoers enter the bedroom where Jessica was passed out. Mm, no. Onlookers presumed they were en route to the attached bathroom to do cocaine. Still unsettling. Yeah. yeah. Jessica eventually went to the hospital for a sexual assault forensic exam and to and decided to spend the next few days at a hotel to process what had happened. In the meantime, the police came to the house again as part of an investigation into an alleged assault with a deadly weapon, according to records. That's what they care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the rape. No. Mm-hmm. No. They were there for that and mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. twice. A member who was at the house that evening saw the police flipping through CCTV footage from the property. Everything was tense, said one member. We couldn't get any straight answers from the founders. We were told that police were coming and to just keep going about our day and not talk to them if they asked us anything. <laughs> well, don't ever well, talk to the cops. You. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling. The On rapists, I'm um, telling. Yeah. Though the founders wouldn't give any information to the other members on what happened at the party, and aside from acknowledging that there was a police investigation, Launch House denied allegations about the evening to Vox. Goldstein did make one thing clear at the time. They were not to allow Jessica back in. <laughs> FYI, our landlord has changed the gate code to whatever, whatever, XXXX. Please don't share with anyone note no longer living here or outside guests wrote Peters in the launch house Slack group as per screenshots obtained by Vox. Jessica had been kicked out of that too. She still had friends in the house who helped her sneak through the gate to pick, to get her things, yeah, I was including say, her passport. All her shit there. Yeah. And so they were still, all of that was still locked in her room. Some members were tasked with uh, distracting Goldstein while she packed up her stuff and then she never went back. I mean, uh, I don't blame her for never wanting to ever go back. But mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, that I don't know how they can be like, you can't come get your stuff. That's fucked. Yeah. And then this alliance with a few other industries that I am familiar with. But the world of female tech founders is small in a place of systemic power. They turn to whisper networks where word of launch houses reputation has spread quickly. One woman who was considering joining a cohort said she was warned against it by a female VC. Venture capitalist. Thank you. I heard that Launch House has retaliated against a woman who'd been sexually assaulted there in the past. So I just decided not to tell anyone. 
<sighs> Launch House denies any such retaliation. In February of 2022, the company announced a $12 million Series A round led by Silicon Valley's most famous VC firm, Andresen, uh, Andreessen Horowitz. So they've also invested in Facebook, Twitter, Lyft, blah, 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 blah. They recently have earned a reputation for following shallow hype cycles. So they're trying to get people to, like, find the people that are willing to, like, speak out or, like, but everyone's worried that that could risk their prospects in the industry. They're afraid the launch house mafia will come after them and they won't get funding for their own startup, explains Madison Campbell, founder of Leda, Leda which offers self-collecting DNA kits and programs for sexual assault survivors. She never joined Launch House herself. Um, she said, I don't want their money in the first place, she says, of Andreessen Horowitz, but she's been in touch with many of the members seeking resources about things they experienced or witnessed. She recalls hearing, quote, countless sexually assault allegations, and if it looks and smells and acts like a fraternity... Bing bong. It is, it is a, fraternity. a fraternity. Launch House has a zero tolerance policy for drug use and unwanted sexual advances, reads a statement. Uh, sure they do. Mm -hmm. Anyone confirmed to have violated the code of conduct and has had their member code of conduct has had their membership revoked. In a call with Vox, a spokesperson said the incidents happened quote, a very long time ago in a very, very early stages of the company. It's not. It, it launched in 2020. Y yeah. <laughs> like, they announced a reality show in August of 2020. A what very long mean? time ago. <sighs> Males. Let's see. Company has professionalized since Goldstein took over as CEO from Peters in October of 2021. Peters has since left the company, one of the founders completely unscathed probably onto something else probably oh, yeah. still incredibly wealthy oh yeah um according to an employee who worked for launch house until this july an accusation that a launch house member sexually assaulted a woman who was friends with some of the other members in december of 2021 sent the founders spiraling while the employee offered counseling services to the victim hoax suggested the victim get media training from a launch house publicist after being contacted by a reporter so as not to disparage the company the former employee also says that a launch house member who has been accused of sexual assault by multiple members accusations that were corroborated by several sources who spoke to vox was not kicked out of the community program until the employee threatened to quit of course. Mm -hmm. Zero tolerance mm -hmm. for people accusing Using, people yeah. of sexual assault. Uh-huh. The former employee claims that in recent months, Launch House's vetting process has only become more lax. It felt like we stopped being as selective because they weren't making any money and were having trouble filling cohorts. Let's see. The company says it has invested in DEI and HR process in the past year, but when the employee asked for time off for burnout this summer, the founders gave her just three days, and another employee continued to text her during that period. She ended up resigning less than a week after returning and said she's been diagnosed with PTSD. Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. There's another reason launch house members might remain silent or convince themselves that what they saw wasn't what they saw or what happened wasn't actually that bad. The mood in tech, particularly Web3, is a different 
is different than it was earlier this year. A recession appears to be on the horizon. Crypto is down. NFT spending has tanked. And then over the last few months, Launch House's founders have acknowledged the undeniable slowdown of VC investments in crypto and blockchain projects and are offering a two-week course to members on building in the bear market. They've tweeted frequently about what a great time it is to be a founder. The removal of cheap money in the system is only bad news for startups that aren't building meaningful products. You know how you build a mm-hmm. meaningful product? You go to launch house. Yeah, apparently. The vibes are off, basically, and in times of financial uncertainty, community is more important than ever. So this is, like, why it's dangerous right mm-hmm. now. Um And then Launch House, however, is a prime example of what a community can look like under inept leadership. It's chaotic, ragtag, unpredictable. It's what happens when young tech guys are flooded with money, doled out by old tech guys who see dollar signs in their eyes of people who look and sound like younger versions of themselves. With money to lose. Uh It is clannish and insular. You're either with them or you aren't. As more companies raise money for projects, promising so-called community launch house may very well be a frightening bellwether. And then true community building as they should have realized by now, requires more than renting a house in Beverly Hills. It's more than bandwagoning onto a shaky tech trend and convincing profit-hungry investors to buy. And it's more than tweeting hustle porn and hosting parties sometimes. I like that term a lot. Yeah, this is all just what a bunch of money-horny mm-hmm. people... This is what happens, um, and they really don't have any idea how to build a community at all. So Launch House still exists, but that's why all of that is a legend. But yeah, we're, I feel and like we're expanding. gonna see. Yeah, yeah, it would seem. You know, their site is annoying because it has like it's like Launch House, and then it has the locations under it. It's like New York, L.A., Seattle metaverse oh my god as a physical location jesus christ that's annoying i have to pee so bad go piss, girl. thank you i just needed permission unrelated but related to hot diet coke i was telling noah who's staying with us right now uh that sounds like he's couch surfing or something he's just in town but i was telling him about the coke can the diet coke can moving yeah. an inch and a half on its own a couple weeks ago while we were recording and John was like, no, it was blah, blah, blah. It was this. And Noah was like, it was probably because of the condensation underneath it. And I was like, there's not condensation underneath my Diet Cokes because we only drink them hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it wasn't that. Well, it was hot. The, Which was Well, true. I immediately picked it up and that's what I did. I felt for water on yeah, the and bottom of like, it. And I was like, it's not. Oh, wait. It's recorded. It's the perfect drink. Which is mostly why at first I was staring at Haley. Because I was like, in my mind, I was like, does it have water? And you no. shook it. We were having eye conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We communicated ty- um, telepathically. Did you ever think? You You're fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to start my fucking story. Okay. We're already an hour and 17 minutes in. Wow. Well, it's mostly because we're talking about Christmas. Half of that is going to get cut out because we're either talking shit or we're talking about weird family stuff. Mine's fun. Yours was fun, too. But mine is scattered fun. So I'm going to. Oh, shut the (laughs) fuck up. Sorry. No. 
I've been thinking a lot about animals fucking with humans, you know? Yeah. Like, animals intentionally fucking with humans. Well, like, because of the emu wars last week. Emu wars, sort of, but just the idea of, you know, an animal, like, having vengeance or fucking with you. And then I saw this story about... um, orca whales so well this is a few different stories but the orca whales are what sparked it they can be vengeful yeah don't oh, don't on top of things in. so orcas are among the smartest animals in the world and they are also super social we as orcas travel in pods right yeah pod of whales pod of people potties pee pee um so Adolescent orcas have been causing headaches for boaters off of the coast of Europe for aggressive behavior towards boats, specifically the rudder part of boats. And it's been happening for about two years around Portugal and Spain. Also happening in France. Like, okay, it's all over the place, right? These orcas. And the thing about it is, is that they're pods of adolescent, usually male orcas, and it's trendy in their orca community to do this. So this is like devious so this licks. Is a fad of rebellious teenage orcas. And what are they doing? They're going up to boat rudders and ramming their faces into them. <laughs> and people, nobody's been like actually, there's there's never been a human killed by an orca in the wild. Okay. They're, they'll fuck with you, sure, but nobody's ever died of it. And that still remains true today. But these orcas are like, we're teenagers. And they keep seeing people with boats. There's this woman, right? She She's on her... 37 foot sailboat and it's like okay i don't feel fucking bad for you at all off the coast of france and she says they hit us repeatedly giving us the impression that it was a coordinated attack after about 15 minutes they swam away leaving the boat's rudder destroyed the location in particular has surprised orca experts because it's nowhere near where the previous rudder incidents have occurred so i said portugal spain this is now happening in france which means the trendiness of fucking with orca or fucking with rudders as teenage orcas has spread to different pods in different areas so it's like a fad among the orca community you know what you should try slamming your face slamming your face into an utter i keep trying to call it utter i mean rudder rudder so the reason for the destruction of the rudders is unknown but scientists have a few theories one is that young orcas like the way it feels when the propeller is like (laughs) shooting water in their face they're like this is incredible it's like a dog sticking his head out the window or me standing in front of any fan oh i thought it was like when you or when you snowball with somebody oh i was gonna say when you're in a hot tub and there's the jets Okay, yeah. well, maybe that's the way it is. So they're <laughs> thinking the either the orcas, all the like horny adolescent <laughs> yeah. male orcas are like, I need this rudder to like blow water into my face. And they're like trying to ram it to make it start, oh. turn it on. Or they think it could be curiosity about the moving parts mm. of the boat 
or frustration when the propellers, yeah, are not moving. And they say that they think they grow out of it. And once they become adult orcas, they have better shit have to jobs. do. So they got taxes. Yeah. In other words, Whale in taxes. this article from Upworthy, they say, in other words, it's typical teenage hooliganism. I was going to say hooligans. Yeah, they're, yes. they're doing street rat shit. They're doing yeah. hood rat shit with their friends. This idea of trends especially with orcas is not new in 1987 before the internet before long before the internet before i was born it's before i was born too no ma'am wink wink so there was this very iconic orca. Iconic. Yeah. She's an iconic K-pod or orca. Or like, is she in a K-hole? Mm. No. This one orca in the K-pod on ketamine was off of the Puget Sound in Washington, a very, you know, high-vis area to hang out as an orca. And as a tech person. She was like hanging, eating, whatever. Started a trend of wearing a dead salmon like a hat on the front of her head. And she would carefully balance the dead salmon on top of her head and swim around with it like, look at me, I'm so hot. And it quickly became a fad among the southern residents of the orca pod. And they noticed multiple other orcas for the period of about six weeks all of them swimming around with these dead salmon hats. And that's just what they did. I saw Katie Heron walking Wearing around with a, with dead, a dead salmon, salmon on her head. So, so I, I put a dead, dead salmon, salmon on my head. Yeah. Oh my so God. the fads are fads and they last for a few weeks. It passes from pod it to becomes pod. Like, like chuggy. it could be, yeah, it becomes chuggy after <laughs> however many weeks. And they're the like, millennial we're no longer into dead salmon heads. We're into, you know, like a cute um, like bones seaweed. Necklace or something. Yeah, seaweed hair or yeah. something like that. The rudder ramming fad still hasn't faded. It has passed from pod to pod. They have sunk at least one boat. But nobody has been hurt from it. It's just a fact. It's just boys being boys. Boys being boys, orcas, and girlies getting their dead salmon hats. We got to get these these fish some fucking TikTok. Yeah. We got to get these these whales some phones. Yeah. They have to go viral. We need, because we need to have a content pod, an orca pod. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the VC on that. Okay. So... Story number two of this one's also or very famous. That Orca one just came out. But this one is revenge on humans. Most of the rest of these will be revenge. We deserve it. It's fine. Because we do deserve it. So y'all might have heard earlier in June about an elephant, a special elephant. talk about an icon. That literally shook the world with her presence. We all know uh, elephants never forget, right? I feel like that's a catchphrase. Oh, I don't. I forgot that one. You forgot that <laughs> one? <laughs> Call me your dad. PP with the zing. On June 10th, 2022, a woman named Maya Mermu, who. No, she already. Mermu, hate her. <laughs> she was from the RuPaul village. The in RuPaul village? RuPaul village in India. She's brutally attacked by an elephant in a nearby forest 
to her village while she's collecting water. People are like, holy shit, this bitch is getting trampled by an elephant. They rush her to a hospital. Womp womp. She doesn't make it. She dies. After bringing her body home, her family is making the necessary arrangements for her funeral. But none of that really mattered because on the day of her funeral, that same elephant comes back to the village and is like, fuck this bitch. bitch. Where is she? She will not be buried. The elephant attacks the funeral, specifically targeting Maya's corpse, trampling it furiously before letting out a huge roar that signals other elephants from the herd to come wreck shop on the entire village. And so a bunch of elephants came in, destroyed the village while our girl elephant is stomping the dead corpse of her enemy. What did this woman do? Rumors are that she was associated with or did actually poach an elephant or try to harm elephants close to this elephant family. And that one elephant took it extremely personally and came for her not once, but twice she basically it's like you know when you sentence someone to death multiple times in life sentences that is what this elephant did to this woman and they destroyed her home and they killed all the animals that were living there so they were like you have no place to live scorched earth you're dead your family has no place to live and they have no food anymore and by the end of everything the entire village is wrecked most of the inhabitants lost their homes No one else was hurt, just all their shit destroyed. People don't really know how that one elephant managed to keep an eye out for Maya and then specifically for her corpse. Mm -hmm. Villagers said they saw her attacking the body even after they'd returned to survey the damage. So I just imagine this elephant just like... How much of her body could be like... Not... I can't imagine. Like, not much. Supposedly, Odisha, where is the... which is the village, bears witness to many elephant attacks due to its proximity with the forest. But this incident is particularly strange due to the elephant's obsession with a single individual. So the elephant didn't forget and it didn't forgive. And it continued. Yeah, it (laughs) didn't forget and it didn't forgive. It's true. That is heavy. Yeah. More animal revenge. So this is a guy in... Madhya Pradesh, which is also in India. He was the target of a flock of crows. According to reports, his name was Kiwat. He found a crow chick. It was stuck in a net near his home. And when he tried to save it, the chick died in his hands. And he couldn't do anything about it. But the crows were fucking watching. And crows are very good at facial recognition there's been a bunch of studies done on this and they saw him with the dead baby and they were like fuck this guy and so he constantly to this day is forced to carry a stick with him wherever he goes Anytime he steps out of his house, a flock of crows comes to attack him. <laughs> they he, This sounds like a witch's curse. It, I don't believe it. It does. The crows around the neighborhood continue also to attack him, refusing 
that it says refusing to acknowledge or understand that it wasn't his fault. You can't, you can't reason with <laughs> a crow. Like, Everyone oh, really? knows that. Really? They didn't know? Um, he's reported several injuries. He has scars because of the crow attacks. It's just him that's being targeted. No one else from the village has ever been attacked by the crows. That's terrifying also. I don't like birds mm, much. Don't say that. Do you like tigers? I do. Because yeah. according to the Google machine, tigers are the most vengeful animal that on the planet. And there was a book written about it called The Jungle The book. Tiger. <laughs> Close. The Jungle Book. No, The Tiger. And it tells the story of a Russian man who is stalked by a tiger. So what happened with it? So uh, Siberian tigers. Hey, they live in Siberia, right? Hi. They live in the uh, Russian cold areas. They oh, I hunt. thought they were just in zoos. I mean, mostly, unfortunately. They're trying to build it back up. But so tigers are up there. They're hunting caribou, right? They're like eating good in the neighborhood. Everything's cool until humans show up. This tiger, the Siberian tiger, more accurately known as the Amur tiger, is it says imagine a creature that has the agility and appetite of a cat but the mass of an industrial refrigerator so they can weigh over 500 pounds and be more than 10 feet long nose to tail they can jump over 25 feet in the air vertically jesus which that is insane that's over a basketball hoop, yeah. like regulation size what happened there's a guy his name's vladimir of course He's Russian. Yeah. What else would he be named? He is a poacher. Mm. Bump bomb. In the winter of 1997, he shoots and wounds a tiger. I wasn't born yet. You weren't born yet. You weren't born until like 2003 True. at least. He wounds a tiger, steals part of this tiger's kill. But he didn't kill the tiger. And the injured tiger Oof. took that to his food. very, very seriously. Yeah. He stakes... He, or he stalks him back to his cabin and systematically destroys everything that has Vladimir's scent on it on the outside. And he waits. He waits for almost 48 hours for Vladimir to come back out of his house. And when he does, the tiger's like, boom! He kills him, drags him into a bush, and then eats him. But they think that the eating was secondary. It was definitely was to kill him. motivated by, yeah, wanting to get vengeance on this man. Oh. Holy. And then shit. my last one is close to home in Texas, even. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was in. And this, this one's less about revenge. It's fun, though. It's closer to where uh, Lisa's from, Houston, mainly in Sugarland. Mm hmm. And this is as this was published on September 10th, 2022. So it's brand new. Wow. Alligators in the area have started to chomp, chomp people's boats. Just a little. Yeah, nyang, nyang. they're just. They just want to eat some metal. Rowers have been out on water. They think what happened is that maybe somebody hit one with an oar on accident. It's like a little. Just a little tap. It says like an old dude hit him with an oar on accident. And I want to be like, did you? 
Did you do it on purpose? Did you hit it on purpose in the head? Um, they're happening in Oyster Creek, mm-hmm. which has a bunch of houses on it. And people are concerned. The swampy conditions in the southeast Texas area make it perfect for housing thousands of alligators. They estimate almost half a million alligators live in Texas and mostly in that part of yeah. the state because hey, it, it breeds, right? Oyster Creek used to go right behind my house when I lived in Lake Jackson. See? You could have got eaten by an alligator. Well, there were water moccasins constantly. Yeah, I believe that. It was bad. Local reports indicate that two separate incidents have happened where people have been just like in their little canoes and alligators have come up and chomp chomped. One of them almost or started to sink, but they were able to make it back to land. The other one, they chomped and then left it. Ultimately, what they really think is going on is that it's about to be hibernation time. It's not called hibernation for reptiles, but it's kind of the same thing. And they think they're trying to like bulk up and get all hot for winter. And they're most of them. Yeah. Are biting, realizing it's not food, releasing and leaving. But they have removed one alligator from the area. Of the 500,000? One suspect has been removed. And it's like, what are you going to do with this alligator? Yeah. I don't know. It's a hot alligator winner. Well, Art Acevedo is down there now. So he's probably rounding him up. Oh, is he back in Houston? I think so. Unless I checked. Hmm. Because he went Houston, Miami. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then he was... Unceremoniously. uh, See. But yeah, that's it. Those are just vengeful animals. The ones that we know of. I'm sure there's many, many more. There have been a lot of studies on wolves, like packs of wolves. Dogs have shown it in a study where they had two dogs and they were both told like the same command. They give one of them like a nice piece of turkey and the other one would just get a dry treat. Mm -hmm. And the more they did it, the more the one getting the dry treat would be like, he Uh noticed. He was like, I'm not doing this anymore if you're getting... Like, it's equal pay mm-hmm. is all they want, uh-huh. right? But the dogs notice. So it's a proven thing that animals, you know, they get it. They, get they it. know what's going on. Oh, Pickle's been pissed at me all week because that other dog was the other there. dog, yeah. Yeah. My cat's urethra closed up. I know. Because there was Out of cat. spite. Out of s- vengeance, really. Hit my pocketbook. It's pretty effective. She's a little. They're both orange, orange cats. Yeah, they're little tigers. Well, mean tigers. Wow. Okay. Like that. So my most of what I'm going over today is from an article from CNN um, by Blake Ellis and Melanie Hicken. You know we don't do CNN anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Some right wingers bought it. Now okay. being this is listed. most of these articles are from 2016 2018 okay we're safe okay. we're safe okay hmm. no, right. i didn't know that though so uh imagine you get a letter in the mail and no it, I, I don't want it it's Sorry. mixed it's mixed in with bills and coupon books <laughs> i know and you get this letter but it's addressed to you it's not addressed to current resident or student loan recipient but hand stephanie lazarino is that that was the who previous was. owner okay um, but it's handwritten directly to you. And within this letter, a stranger promises that they can help you turn your rash of bad luck around, heal your ailments, and maybe even help you get rich. No. 
this stranger has private details about your life that they seem to have intuited through a cosmic connection. They know your astrological sign, your hometown, maybe your family members, maybe even the time of your birth. And the writer of this letter is world-renowned psychic Maria Duval. And all you need to do is send her $40 and all of your problems will be solved. It's all Googleable. So I, I guess this is 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have opened it mm, to get if that. If it far. was handwritten with like a legit stamp on, like an actual licked stamp. How would you know it was licked? Most of them are I'd pretty smell sticky. It. Okay. So now we all know, obviously, uh, in this group that this is a scam, right? Of course. Oh. However, what? But for 1.4 million Americans and countless no. others in more than 20 countries across the world, Holy this was a reality that they shit. were desperate to buy Babies, into. No That's peepees. so much no money. No that peepees. bitch made so much money. So many victims were elderly, often suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's. Many more were just lonely or depressed and were happy to believe that someone, anyone, was thinking about them. Mm. One victim, 80-year-old Doreen Robinson, mm, Doreen, oh, I know, Doreen. was duped into sending money to Maria, sometimes as often as twice a day, eventually adding up to more than $2,400 in a single year. Bitch, no. Her daughter realized her mother was tens of thousands of dollars in debt and had been sending much of her fixed monthly income payments straight to Duvall and other scammers. Even after her mother promised to stop sending in more payments, her daughter found an envelope stuffed with cash and change that she had been hiding, hoping to send it to her, quote, friend, Maria. Doreen Doreen passed away in 2014. Um, The investigators, so the main people investigating it are those two CNN reporters. They talked to Doreen's daughter and they asked, what would you say to the psychic behind this scam? She said, "Shame on you, taking advantage. You're t- you've taken advantage of a sick, old, lonely woman. Shame on you. Shame on you, Marie Duvall." So wait, though, they're the. Why are they the only ones investigating this? It's like we're talking about. Okay, um, but it wasn't just the elderly who fell prey to the psychic letter scheme. Another reported victim was that of a 17-year-old UK girl named Claire, who was found dead in a river <laughs> in 1998 with a letter from Duvall in her pocket. Her mother told the local paper that her daughter had been corresponding with Duval for weeks before her death. She said, Claire used to be a happy girl, but she went downhill after getting involved with all this, she said. So the Marie Duval letter scheme, as it came to be known, was one of the longest running mail frauds in history, lasting more than 20 years and profiting nearly $200 million in the United States and Canada. By the time it was eventually shut down in 2014, it duped 60 times more victims than Bernie Madoff's infamous Ponzi <gasps> scheme. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. $200 million? $200 million. More than the original Ponzi? Yeah, I would well, assume. Well, it would, it's not the same in, like, I'm fairly certain that Bernie Madoff made more money, but more victims fell prey yeah, to this right. specific scheme. Which is far more damaging in yeah, the long run. It is. Okay, so the scam originates from a purported psychic of Italian origin named origin named Maria Carolina Gamba using Maria. She's Italian? That's yeah. an Italian name. It's an Italian name. Huh. Uh, using Maria Duval as her trade name. Um, R- Maria gave psychic consultations in the south of France and attained some local fame there. Through the 1970s and 80s, she did consultations and wrote horoscope columns for local or regional newspapers. She even appeared on the cover of Vogue Paris, but I don't I don't believe it was as a model. I think it's like her name was in an article or something like that. I mm-hmm. couldn't find I Googled it. I couldn't find a picture of her or anything. 
Oh, so not her face, just her name. No, I think it was, they probably interviewed her and it's like, you know, just a slug that they put on it, right? She she brushed shoulders, Jesus, with celebrities. Her main claim to fame was her having psychically found Bridget Bardot's lost dog. Mm. Though Bardot debunked this herself. (laughs) Thanks, Bridge. Thanks, Bridge. So at some point in the 1990s, Maria sold the rights of the psychic services of, quote, Maria Duvall and entered into a contractual arrangement with a group arrangement with a group of people who used her name to promote the sale of astrology charts. So she sold her name to be used for psychic mm-hmm. endeavors, right? The new copyright holders developed the scam as it would be known throughout the world. Basically using information available publicly or through newspaper advertising at first, then purchasing personal information marketing databases or sucker lists. Right. They would mail letters to potential victims requesting $40 to receive guidance, lucky numbers, talismans directly from Maria Duval. And according to an investigation by the CNN journalist, the scam was controlled for some time by two European companies, Astroforce and Infogest. Both, yeah, and they sound, anytime that there's like a company name that's obviously like a shell company, it sounds fucking stupid. So Astroforce and Infogest, both were owned at one time by Jean-Claude Rouillet, who happens to be a Raelian. Do y'all know about the Raelians? Oh, wait, the, the like... Uh, cult kind of right. They're yeah. kind of a cult. Mm, alien shit. They're Tell aliens. me more. Yeah. We're starseed people. Yes. We're originated from UFOs. Also, the way to make humans immortal is through cloning. So let's invest in that. Okay, tight. So he's a Raelian. I it's just believe a, with half yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, Ona Ross and Carrie joined the Raelians. Maybe yeah. that's why I remember it from. Yeah. Just that's just a side note though. So, anyways, um, a company in Canada was hired by Infogest to print Duval's letters, which were addressed to thousands of mainly elderly. Americans whose name had been bought from data brokers. The letters were then shipped by truck across Canadian border by the same company to Albany, New York, where they were mailed out in batches as many as 50,000 at a time. I'm going to, I'll say this right now, like there, the kind of back end of all of this is so dense and there's so many players and so many dead ends and like Mm -hmm. PO boxes and chasing down different leads and people end up actually being dead and not necessarily for nefarious things, but just kind of falling off the map. Well, it's all mostly old people. So yeah, exactly. And so there's this original article came out in 2016 on CNN money and it was a six part series that went over every single player in this. And then in 2018, they came back up again, which we'll hear a little bit about later, but it's incredibly in-depth. So I'm kind of doing the high-level overview of the kind of shady back-ends shit that made this whole thing happen. So they were were sending out 50,000 letters at a time at one point, the height of the scam. So even with the volume of letters the scammers were sending, they took great care to make sure that they looked authentic as possible, including putting coffee stains like somebody had set their coffee down mm-hmm. on the letter or like doodling in the corners love that yeah um are the devil's in the details yeah man. so they would they would they were still computer computer generated paragraphs giving appearance of like a personal letter and a lot of it's just mail merge shit you're just right. putting so was it 
It was so it wasn't handwritten. Um, a lot of them were handwritten. Okay. Yeah, but at a certain point, when you're, you know, they have like fonts that look handwritten, yeah, and, and they probably old people aren't looking at it no. that well. They have no idea. They don't even know computers exist. No, they have no idea where they. And th- it is sad because <laughs> they are. It would be somebody who maybe what if they were in their right mind would obviously recognize it as a scam. Mm-hmm. But count compounding factor of loneliness and dementia, like right, you're, you're kind of fucked, right? So. Um, recipients of the letters were instructed to mail payments, personal information, photos, and even locks of their own hair because it's, you know, sure, it's, it's psychic. It's, yeah. Because um, it's requested by Duvall to help her like hone on, on each person's personal energy, right. or, which hair is a and very effective way feel, to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the responses were sent to a Hong Kong based company called Destiny Research Center at one of its U.S. or Canadian addresses, but these addresses were just commercial mailboxes that had been opened by Destiny Research Center. At these mailbox locations, the victims' responses were bundled and sent to a completely different company in Long Island. This company was called Data Marketing Group, which... That's pretty straightforward. So it's literally like crisscrossing. I think that's how you can tell that it's definitely a scam with how much movement something Mm, like this has to have. So they're laundering everything. It is basically laundering. So the data marketing group were in charge of processing payments and directing any other company. So they would pro they would basically like empty the the letters, get the, check. get the checks, throw away everything else, like the personal effects, the letters pile. back. They had they had bags of hair. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. And then they would take whatever information that they received from the letters and reclassify people. So if you you know, if you didn't respond, you basically got taken off the list. If you responded and gave money, you were put on one list because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is a, a lead. hot lead. Yeah. If you responded and said fucked off, fuck off or whatever, you still responded. So, so you're on another list. So they kind of like classified all these people. So they ways w- to automate that. Yeah. So if somebody sent in forty dollars, they would they would get something back from it, either something that seemed like a personal letter from Duvall or a talisman like a vibratory crystal. Someone which, else's hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, they get right. some hair mixed Repurpose up. Nobody's gonna hair. know. Go back to this crystal, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's a, called a vibratory crystal, which is just a ch- cheap Any. thing. Vibratory in the way of like vibes, man, not like not like it's giving off energy. Like it's giving off energy. Not that okay. it's like shaking like yeah, a vibrator. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a mechanized crystal. No, it's, not. it's just a crystal, a crystal with, with vibes. vibes. Exactly. But they're just, you know, cheap quartz that you get from China anyways. Um, so while individual payments were typically small, around 40 to $50 each, they added up to millions, obviously. So data marketing group allegedly, pro- allegedly processed as much as $500,000 every two weeks while promptly throwing away any personal mementos like hair or photos that people sent. Um, this was discovered b- by the DOJ because the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, they don't fuck they around. They don't fuck around, and they got kind of wind of this, and they did a trash pull, which is exactly what they sound. They go to this business, and they pull all their trash, and, they're like, and they counted how many envelopes there were. This is hair. Yeah, and they pretty quickly surmised how much money they were getting in at this $40, $50 a pop pretty quickly. That, that was concluded kind of by the DOJ. So victims were then added to a comprehensive database, and new letters asking for additional payments were triggered. All this was very automated, obviously, and it started this cycle all over again. Letters have been found in dozens of countries and generated revenues of excess of $200 million in the United States and Canada. And then Jean-Claude Rouillet, our um, um, Raelian guy, did eventually sell InfoJust and Astroforce sometime in the 90s. It's kind of murky. 
but the scam continued. If you sell it, does that make you not culpable later? It wouldn't make you culpable for anything that happens after the fact. You would still, I don't know what the statute of limitations on fraud like this is, but it's more, it's almost seems like it's this kind of like contained scam Mm -hmm. that you sell to other companies. So you do it until you feel like it's getting too hot and they pass it, it and then the new copywriters or owners or whatever take it find other shell companies and just kind of pass okay. it around kind of like a hot potato of a scam right um so he sold it and the scam continued to be managed by a series of uh, successive shady enterprises using shell companies to hide their involvement the back end portion of the scam can get much deeper including the address of a so there was this like nondescript building above a fabric store in Australia that was registered to hundreds of other companies. One of these companies mm-hmm. being, and mm-hmm. that's its own fucking crazy thing. And then in 2019, Canadian city citizens Maria Thanos and Philip Lett, who managed the day-to-day operations of InfoJest, InfoJest Direct Marketing, according to DOJ documents, pleaded guilty to mail fraud in relation to the Maria Duval letter writing scam. InfoJest ran the North American arm of the scam, ranking, raking in more than $200 million from 1.4 million victims in the United States and Canada. Um, their alleged boss, who the government says was the leader of InfoJest, after it had been sold a couple of times, so at least at this time, <laughs> this is who was in charge of it, right. had also been charged. Their name is Patrice Runner, and they're facing 18 counts of mail and wire fraud and conspiracy to commit mail fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering. And court records show that runner's arrest was provided to both Interpol and the authorities in Spain, or weren't for arrest, sorry, where the Department of Justice said he was arrested and extradited and released into the U.S. Postal Inspector's custody, which their cops in December 21st of 2020. So when it comes to the legal process of the trial, that's the last thing that I've found of it. So some people have been arrested for this, right? But what about Maria, Mm -hmm. you know? So eventually the U.S. government's investigation, which in 2014 closed the Maria, or like for the most part. They're like, we figured it out. We figured out the Maria Duval operation in the United States after discovering dumpsters of um, dumpsters filled with victims letters at the Long Island facility were able to track her down. This, uh, Sorry. I, I just keep thinking about like the whole, like what is your job? And somebody's like, well, I take mail. I open it. I throw away the hair in the mail. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if it has a check, I put it over here. Yep. If it does, like, I mean that. Yes, that is strange. But you also have to imagine, like, like publishers clearing house. They're not going to do all of that their own that same thing in house. Well, yeah. There's people who are going to be that letter what processors. Clearing house, like, is data is collective. Data collective. That all yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've always, I'm always like, oh, it still exists. Yeah. Oh, it's still a exists. lot of money in just having people's information, as mm-hmm. we know from yes. the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why meta is still yeah, a thing meddling it up okay so though early law enforcement investigations concluded that maria duvall might not actually exist being a persona completely fabricated by the scammers obviously as we know this turned out to be incorrect because i was talking about her a little bit earlier yes. right so ellis and hicken who are the two cnn reporters who like busted the lid off of this shit assisted by their french col- colleagues located duvall's residence in the south of france 
in 2016 and managed to interview her two years later. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. Maria Duvall lived a hermetic, hermetic life in a small town of Calais in south, the south of France. Her son, who spoke to Ellis and Hicken, insisted that his mother had sold her name over a decade before and had nothing to do with the letters. The Department of Justice didn't agree. Um, yeah. Maria did receive payments from the shady companies mentioned earlier and also did some promotional work under the name Maria Duvall, even occasionally doing news appear- appearances at some point. So she was she w- allowed herself to be the face of this regardless and w- in some way was getting paid out for it. Right. She obviously wasn't writing the letters herself, but she was... If Miss Cleo had to go down, yeah. this bitch... Yeah. Yeah, needed to go yeah. down. Her son thinks her mother agreed to be used as the face of the scam out of a desire to become rich and famous. Then yeah. felt she was made unable to stop the ongoing relationship because they had already gone to like you know sunk cost fallacy. Mm-hmm. She was too far deep in. She, this is she was getting older. This is the only way she was making money. Yeah. Right, that sucks. And it was her name tied to it. Like yeah. well, it's granted it is her stage name because you know we were introduced to but her. But that's by her so Italian easy name. to find. Like you're not going to get a different kind of job. Yeah, exactly. So in 2016, the U.S. government traveled to France, searched Maria Duvall's home, confiscated her computer, computer, and froze her bank accounts. The investigators attempted to interview Maria at the time, so they talked to maria before the cnn reporters were able to Mm -hmm. the interview with maria was fruitless from the doj side because she was 81 at the time and had suffered a stroke in 2010 Mm. and ironically she suffered from alzheimer's yep so i mean i don't what it's just like i don't know i don't i don't want to say anybody deserves anything yeah i yeah yeah. So uh, CNN reporters did eventually interview Duvall in 2018, but found her in the same state that the investigators found her a few years earlier. She was old, confused, and unable to remember the details of pretty much everything she participated in and most things in her life. She did, however, eagerly, eagerly reshare the story of finding um, Bridget Brodeau's dog, mm-hmm. which was didn't happen the highlight exactly they did have a lengthy conversation with her son and granddaughter who defended maria as a victim of the letter writing scheme as well being an, a woman down on her luck likely tempted by fame and fortune well yeah like what were they telling her when they were like hey can we use your face on something and who told it to her right. that's the thing it, this this the I'm copyright almo- to her name had been exchanged so many times mm-hmm. yeah that they just I, think, like, I think I feel bad for I her. Think, yeah, it's like both. you can in the original iteration, sure. Yeah. But after that, like she sold her name, yeah. it's gone. She doesn't own it anymore. Yeah. But she's she not responsible to for it. Profit she, off of yeah. it. She kept re-upping it. Well then, but yeah. That's where that's where I come in with like, well, what were they telling her yeah. in those? True. How aware was she? True. Of and she was in France. Yeah, you I mean, know? she had to have known also though that it was like these people. But then again, they're making money off my name somehow. Yeah. yeah, I will take the money you're giving me. I don't know how it got there. That's kind of how I'm. So the reporters from CNN shared some of the interviews that they had done with the victims of the letter letter writing scheme, not with Maria because she's just too out of it at this Mm -hmm. point, but with Maria's son, including the interview that they had done with Doreen's daughter, um, which is the girl that we talked to at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And the reporters closed the interview with Marie, Maria's son asking what he thinks his mother's legacy will be. And he says, that's her legacy. The picture she will leave. He said, it's Maria Duvall, the letters, it's Maria Duvall. It's Maria Duvall who stole the money from this poor lady. It's Maria Duvall. 
whatever we saw today, which was referencing the interviews that they um, watched, it will always be Maria Duvall. I think it's terrible, terrible for the victims, terrible for my mother too. The same idea will the same idea will stay. Shame on you, Maria Duvall. Damn, that's sad. So that's it. Um, From what I can tell, nothing's really come to fruition. So there are currently people in prison? There are at least three people in prison for it. Um, Just three people? No, no, no. Indicted, at least. Indicted. You know how the wheels of justice. And this happened, like, right around COVID-y time. Mm. But it started in 19... The early 90s. Yeah, it seemed to span over a 20-year time period. Yeah, And I'd never heard of that one before. I feel like you hear about scams like that all the time. it's like, should we be checking Mom and Spencer's mail? Well, I I can see Mom and Spencer's mail from the informed delivery. But Ma, uh, the thing is, it's when they start to lose. They're smarter than that. Until they start to get older and get confused. We'll We'll take their money. It's fine. Yeah, we'll just nice pillow over the face. Mom would want it that way. For us to kill her? Maybe. She'd want to go out fighting. We us. can arrange that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It would just I don't have one to be on hand one fight. fight. Yeah. Hand or a two hand. on one fight. Yeah. In the desert. Yeah. Hand to hand to hand. Yeah. But I, if anybody's interested in that story, I highly recommend just just Google. Who wrote Do- it again? Um, it's oh, CNN. Yeah, and it's CNN and it's Blake Ellis and Melanie Hicken. And it is two main publications one is a six-part series they did in 2016 that got them up Ooh. to the point of figuring out who maria duvall was and then it wasn't until two years later where they actually interviewed her and they did a retrospective with more interviews and then presented the interview and it was all recorded and everything i fucking love investigative it's really good you should really look into it and I, it's so fantastic why hasn't this been discussed more I mean, probably because nobody's actually been charged with it. Yeah. This is a... But once and they start no doling out, I think, like, like n- not even, like, verdicts or anything, but mm-hmm. start getting more into the trial stuff, mm-hmm. I bet you we start seeing... Like, they're so fucking quick now to make a TV Ma- yep. movie. Like, the yeah. Gabby Petito, Petito, Petito one is about to come out. Oh, that's morbid. Already. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. That's They're fucked up. In, it's in process. And I was like, that is too soon. Yeah. Too, Oof. too soon. I will say this last article, like the big one, um, when they finally interviewed Maria, the actual Maria Duvall, dropped in July of 2018. And we're real deep into an, the election cycle by then. And mm. I think that maybe... It just got ate up in that. Yeah. But look it up. It's a good read in like a really depressing, horrible way. But that's why y'all yeah. listen to this podcast anyway. So, yeah, there's another hummingbird. Hey, there are. We have a lot of hummingbird plants, uh, plants outside and it's so exciting to see. Them. All right. <laughs> Peepees. Um, speaking of the election cycle, though, it's like I wonder how many stories that got blown over will start to come out and you know like when 9-11 happened the girl who got killed or uh, the fucking uh, i was gonna say if y'all want to if y'all want to watch spotlight speaking of investigative journalism spotlight my number one favorite movie my comfort movie about really i watch it all the time i love it so much because i love investigative journalism it's the most depressing fucking 
It's it's when the Boston Globe exposed all of the Catholic priests yep. and started the whole fucking thing. Yep. Um, but they were dropping the stories and then fucking 9-11 happened and yeah. it's a big deal in the movie um, because they're like pulled off of what they're reporting. I on. just remember... Do y'all re- do you remember where you were on 9-11? Yeah, I was sitting in everyone remembers geography. I was a freshman year in college or freshman year high school. No, in college. No, you don't want to be older. Oh, wait, that no, that's older. Yeah, <laughs> Shit, no. yeah. never mind. I wasn't born yet. Freshman year in middle school? No, that's I was a freshman not, in high school. No, okay. the, that um, uh, senator that was accused of killing that intern that he was having an affair with. Come on. Hold on. I don't remember. I, I just know the day 9-11 happened, everyone was freaking the out. It was the morning. Turning. It stopped yeah. turning. But also, coincidentally, the um, elevator in Anderson High School caught on fire. I remember this. And they were evacuating the Chandra school. Chandra Levy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They did that um, interview with, I forget the guys of the senator's name, on September 10th. I remember watching it with mom because everyone was talking about how shifty and his eyes were and everyone was trying to yeah. be like body language experts. Yeah. And then we woke up the next day and, and our world changed forever. I have to take my shoes off at the airport now. Not if you get TSA pre-check. Okay, well, I have Go to on pay ahead. for that. It's so worth it. I know it. it's worth it. I 100% believe it's yeah. worth it. Anderson High School's elevator caught on fire. They evacuated the school, and mom was like, fuck this. Mom picked me up, too. She came. She got. I think she She got got you first. And then all of us were outside. She was like, just piling the kids in the suburban. And (laughs) mom was like, we're fucking out of here. And I was like, (laughs) yes, thank you, Holly. Just stealing kids. Like, it was like me, Ricky, and Christine. You, probably like Daniel and like my like boyfriend, like not boyfriends but boys that were friends whoever was there mom was like i'll just drop y'all off at home just like it's get fine. in the fucking yeah. car <laughs> so anyways fun 9-11 rem- yeah. rememberies that's what no. they're called my dad was flying that day oh, oh that's God. that did he get stuck somewhere they grounded everything they gra- he took off right before he was in boston oh, oh shit that's, wow I think, right up in there yeah, yeah. and he took off like right before and then yeah they grounded the plane and my dad was like everybody was looking for hotels and stuff yeah. and my dad said fuck this and went and rented a car and just drove <gasps> i think i would have done that all too. the way to texas yeah well they got grounded in like memphis or something okay something like something that's like hours. halfway yeah. yeah i mean yeah i mean and it was grounded for a long time yeah yeah Every, everyone else remember 9-11? 9/11? <laughs> what were you doing? Email us. <laughs> Tell me about Tell it. Tell me what you were doing on 9-11. I remember it. I was on Vividly. a bus and a morning radio DJ announced it to us. Oh. I remember writing writing stuff down what was happening. Because you knew I, that you I was in class. Well, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was. I was in like geography or history, one of those. And our teacher was like, you should write down your thoughts. Because we had hey, it on the very, TV. And... Yeah. I have one bad memory aside from 9-11 from that class. <laughs> that's why I was a great thought day. about that guy. <laughs> Fucking anyways. But yeah, I don't even know if it's saved somewhere if I saved it, but I wrote down shit. I remember it. I was like, in, it was our, it was a like an elective theater class that I was taking. It was my first class of the day and we were all watching you it were on seventh TV. Grade. I was in seventh grade. And then the teachers 
they came on over the news the pa and was like hey everyone turn off your tvs like we're not which i guess in in hindsight and like that's probably good because it wasn't just everyone watching this trauma over and over again mm-hmm. in school which we went home and did anyways yeah for uh, months oh yeah no months. it like i just remember i yeah. remember the next like week of that and it just nobody it just feeling unreal like well this is not a 9-11 podcast we need it. to fucking yeah, we need to finish end. this we, we're done no we're, more 9-11 cut but all of that the out. only time i do remember feeling that same yeah. way was when january 6th happened yeah i was mm-hmm. at work i remember i like coming out and my my two employees i'm like they're attacking the Capitol. Yeah. They're like, no. And I'm like, no, they're attacking the Capitol. And we're the only people who really need to be at work. And yeah. I was, I remember being like, do I send, yeah. do I send my people home? I'm like, if they ask, I'll let them go. But it just felt so like. I was yeah you, working for Pope and yeah, being like, yeah. Caitlin, I don't think we should. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not an appropriate time to post. Like, yeah. <laughs> remember when, um, whoever we Stevie mm-hmm. Ray, yeah like fun. okay we're done we're done what a weird way to end the podcast well you can skip all that we I'm can sorry. start no fresh. we're leaving that shit <laughs> all in. of it in. i had a leaving lot more it in. Yeah, yeah we can rip we after even, the wait, fact where we'll were you it. no i no. feel like you need to say no i said i was on a bus yeah I, I, I can and go that's into, it well, did you I fight also, someone about it I got broken up with that day. Oh my, my god! Uh-huh. Dang, you're uh-huh. on personal nine eleven. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Wait, your you got broken up <laughs> with Holy because shit. of nine eleven. We can talk. about I'll play it another time. We'll cut it. Okay. Well, hot, rate us on hotornot.com. Email us your nine eleven story. <laughs> yeah. Or just send it on Instagram. Or just, send us a voice memo. That's oh a, my god. A fun That's a great method idea. of communication inner, yeah i love a voice memo but rate it rate us on itunes or whatever it is because we haven't gotten a written rating in two years and that's very rude and i know all of y'all know how to use the internet so okay. go write a little thing okay go go do it good go okay peepees bye peepees